Welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. Now, my name is Kat Lee, and today we're talking with Crystal Stein about managing that tension between working hard and resting well. And she calls this place of balance, holy hustle. If you've ever struggled with burnout on one hand or lack of clarity and vision on the other, and let's be honest, we have all been there on the, uh, somewhere on that spectrum. And sometimes I can swing back and forth in the middle of one day. But if you've been there, then this episode is for you too. So let's just dive right in. Hey, Crystal, thanks for being on the Hello Mornings podcast today. Hey, Kat, how are you? I'm doing very well. I'm excited to talk with you today about the idea of holy hustle because it sounds a little bit like jumbo shrimp, you know, or, <laughs> or you know, all, the, all those different oxymorons <laughs> that we often think of. And I'm excited to hear uh, about your take on this concept. And, and I really love the heart behind it. Um, so before we get into that, though, can you tell us just a little bit about you and what you do? Absolutely. So I am a small town Pennsylvania girl. I mean, I live in a town where traffic jams tend to be either a school bus or farm equipment or horse and buggy. Hey, I have Very a question. Small. So you're in your in your state, do school buses have to stop at the um the railroad tracks? They do. Okay, I yep. didn't know if that was they, just a Texas thing or if that was everywhere. No, they do that. They open the door and everything. Yeah, oh, it's a whole thing. Yowzers. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it can get a little bit crazy in the mornings or And you here, said or you know. horse and buggy too? <laughs> yes, horse and buggies. There's a lot of Amish and Mennonite around here. Got so it. um it's I don't live near Lancaster, but it's an area that's very similar. So uh it's the small town that I was born and raised in. It's where my husband was born and raised and where we met in high school and now he teaches at the elementary school I went to when I was little and our daughter goes there. So it is as small town as you could imagine. Um, I love And that. I love it. I love it so much. I didn't want to move back here after college, but it is an amazing place to raise a family, which that knowledge only comes with time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, I live in Waco, Texas by choice. So I, I well, relate. Listen, you chose that just knowing how amazing it was going to be now. And now everybody wants to be there. Well, that's true. Now everybody thinks Waco is amazing. But when I moved here, all I got was teasing and jokes. So, <laughs> Well... At least people know where that is. I have to I have to pick other big cities around us and be like, well, I'm sort of not actually close to that, but that's the only thing you're gonna know. <laughs> I live I live near Hershey, uh, where they make the chocolate, nice. which it's still about an hour away, but it's close. So, <clears throat> but that's where I live, and that's a little bit about my family. And as far as what I do, oh goodness, I was working on a message that I'm giving on. Mother's Day and was trying to briefly explain what I do and realized I, I don't do a very good job of that. Um, so I'm an author and I do freelance writing and editing for a nonprofit and a Christian women community um, online. And then I now also have a part-time job at my church as a communications coordinator. So basically you communicate a lot. I do. I do. And I'm an introvert. So fortunately, most of those are written words and <laughs> I don't have to speak them. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm I'm out of all the words. I have reached my limit. So you talked about the end of the day. Let's talk a little bit about the mornings. This podcast is all about building a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. Not everybody has a morning routine. Everybody goes about their mornings in different ways. And so I love to find out from my guests 
what their mornings look like. What does a typical morning in the Stein household look like? It's a little bit crazy, and there is not a routine, um, except that I wake up and that's get always my a family good going. Yeah, it's good to <laughs> so wake up. So that's the first step. Uh, and then it's basically a battle between my husband and I about who has to shower first. And then I have to try to wake Maddie up because on a weekend she will be up at 6 a.m. And during the school week, she wants to sleep until 9. So, Irony. Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. And uh, so I got to get her up, get her breakfast, get everything ready for her. She's in kindergarten, so she's not quite able to do all that exactly on her own yet. We're working on it. But um, and then I ship her off to school. I, I drop her off. The school's only two minutes from our house. And then I start working. I start my work day. So that all starts if I get out of bed when my alarm goes off at 630. But honestly, it usually starts closer to seven or after I've hit the limit on my snooze. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite thing you like to drink in the morning? Well, I've been trying really hard to drink a glass of water first thing in the morning because it's so much better for my day if I can do that rather than just start with coffee. But coffee is a, has to come in there a real close second. So it's a quick glass of water and then a necessary cup of coffee. How do you take your coffee? I take it black. Nice. Yeah. Fist bump, virtual fist bump across the country. I need to save those calories for all the cupcakes I want to eat, so <laughs> they can't go in my coffee. Um, now, I will say, if I go through, you know, a fancy coffee place or whatever, I will get, you know, a latte or whatever. But I, I try to, you know, go with skim milk or almond milk or something. But for the most part, I drink my coffee black. It's just easier, quicker. My daughter's best friend texted me an idea last night that I think we should all try tomorrow morning. And she took coffee, put it in an ice cube tray, froze it, and then the next morning took those ice cubes, put it in a blender with some skim milk. Ooh. And I thought, that sounds like a really yummy idea. So I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to do it. And I challenge everybody listening. Let's make yeah. some yummy. I don't know what that would be called, a frozen latte. My daughter's friend's name is Lexi, so we could call it the Lexi latte. Ooh, I like that. Now, yeah. we don't actually... um own ice cube trays. So that, <laughs> that, that was my first comment. That. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, I don't actually own ice cube tray. I mean, you know, you could stick it in a bowl as long as that, you know, it's going to fit in your blender, whatever. Can I just freeze it in the blender container and mm. then put that? I don't know that that would work. It so might break your like blender like container. Maybe. maybe Lexi can just make me one. Sometime. Okay. We'll ship it from Waco. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it'll survive. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite breakfast? Do you have a, something that you, you have a go-to breakfast? Oh, I do. Okay. So I am really, really bad at meal planning. Um, okay. I actually like meal planning. I'm just then really bad at figuring out the grocery list and not wasting a bunch of food and actually yeah. making the meals that I pick out. It's just, it's a headache. So I signed up for um, Plate Joy. It's this app that gives you all the recipes and the grocery list in the order that it appears in your grocery store, which is amazing. And one of the breakfasts that they gave me the first week was for this flaxseed chocolate chip mug muffin. And it is so good. And it's actually pretty good for you. Um, it's just flaxseed meal, which I just grind up flaxseeds in our blender because it's easy. And then it's an egg, some coconut oil. What else? Some honey. I'm guessing and some cocoa chocolate powder. chips. Okay, chocolate, chocolate chips. chips. Yeah. And so you kind of, you mix it all together in a mug and you just put it in the microwave for a minute and it's done. And it's this 
awesome little chocolate chip muffin and it's so good and so filling and I don't feel guilty about eating it. It's so wonderful. Okay. I'm adding flaxseed to my shopping list right now because that sounds great. <laughs> it's so good. I'll have to send you the recipe. Okay. Yes, please do. please do. And maybe we can include a link in the show notes or the recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. What about you said you sit down and you start your work day. Do you have a certain thing that you do when you sit down to get some work done? Well, sadly, I, I probably check Facebook first, but um, which honestly is part of my job. So it's okay. <laughs> but then I get distracted. No, I check email first. Um, email is my way of organizing basically my entire life. I, if I don't email myself a reminder, I forget to do it. So mm-hmm. I know that I have a reminder app on my phone. I know I have a calendar on my phone. But if I don't email it to myself, I will not know what that meant when I go to look at that bullet point later. Right. So even, I mean, I was awake at five o'clock this morning and suddenly had the best idea ever for a talk I need to write. And so I just wrote it in my email, sent it to myself, and then I'll be able to go grab it and finish it later. So um, it's just this, I mean, it's Gmail. So it's where everything just lives all the time. Um, and it all saves in there. And it's so wonderful. So well, you know, I'm a little addicted to email. I like that. I, I think that it's so important for us to figure out what actually works for us. You know, we hear, oh, yeah, keep everything in your to-do list or put everything on the calendar. If it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. But if I'm not actually checking my calendar, if I'm not actually checking my to-do list all the time, then it's not all that useful. And so I love that you, that you're like, okay, I know I'm going to check my email. I know that's the place where I'm going to keep all my stuff. So I'm just going to send my reminders there and I'm using what works, not necessarily what anyone says that I should or shouldn't do. Yes. That's so because. Good. I mean, you and I have worked together enough to know that, I mean, I've tried all of the project management tools. (laughs) I mean, uh, Trello, Asana, Podio, Basecamp, Slack. I actually have two of my jobs use several of those, and I have to try to remember where everything is. And Mm -hmm. it's just too much. So I think for my personal work, for my own sanity, I just need to keep it simple. And email is simple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I have used literally everything. I am the queen of web services, applications, whatever. I just love finding a new tool. But now I'm down to just what's built in on my iPhone. I use reminders and I use notes. I I do use some spreadsheets and stuff for projects that I'm working on with other people. But for myself, I'm just using what is built in and what is super duper simple. So I don't need to think of all the nifty places where I've kept stuff. (laughs) (laughs) because they're nifty and they can do stuff, but I never check them because there's too many places. So I know it's all going to be in in pretty much one place. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. You've recently written a new book and uh, called Holy Hustle. And I love, I absolutely love the, the, the line that you use to describe it on your website. It says, I believe we can work hard without shame and rest well without guilt as we use our gifts to honor God. And I know that there are so many of us who are on one end of that spectrum or the other. We either, you know, just want to work hard and just get stuff done. And we're not very, I don't know if I want to use the word balanced and it's sort of a sensitive word, but, you know, we, we don't quite handle everything well because we're working so hard. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we can rest and then we just feel bad and we feel guilty. And, and so many of us, you know, we're, we tend to hang out on one side or the other, or we just pendulum back and forth (laughs) from one to the other. 
Uh, so I'd love for you to talk just real briefly about this concept and then a little bit into the story that, that brought you to write this book. Yeah, I am absolutely part of that pendulum. And I think that's one of the best things about embracing this holy hustle lifestyle is it isn't necessarily a you figure it out and it's fixed sort of situation. It's you get to be a work in progress and you just start to identify what sends you too far one way into working too hard and striving or what sends you too far the other way where rest becomes laziness, right? And honestly, striving and laziness, those are very self-centered um, parts of our lives when we get to those points and they don't honor God. They're for ourselves. And so for me, it was uh, a journey that started after I got fired from a job that I thought I was going to be at forever. It was the first job I had out of college and I had climbed the corporate ladder and I was doing awesome and I had the business card and the fancy title and all this stuff, but I was neglecting my family and I was neglecting God and I had put this career on a pedestal. So it was an idol above everything else. And so I was striving so hard to make sure that I didn't miss out on any opportunities and that, you know, I was the one who was noticed and recognized and all this stuff. And it wasn't until God finally had to take it away from me to teach me how unhealthy that was for my soul and for my family and for my relationships and for my time with him. And so it was, it was extremely hard to go through that loss. And it was something that I grieved for a very long time, but God never wastes anything. And so he has been so good to reveal even through that, that there was a message he wanted out of that. He wanted to teach me something that I could share with other people and that he could use in my life and continue to grow me through and refine in my life. And also that he still had a plan for me. Um, even after being fired from that job, there were things that I learned in that role as I started to learn marketing and communications and everything was learned on the job. That wasn't what I went to college for. And so in his just grace, he set me up to be able to learn those things because he knew where he wanted me to use them later. I couldn't see that part. I couldn't see 10 years down the road to see what was planned, but he knew, and he knew that I couldn't stay there to get to where he wanted me to go and to be able to serve him and his kingdom. And so it took, it took something really hard and it took a big loss for me to finally realize that you know, I was striving. And when I wasn't striving to make all these things happen, because I'm super type A, and if I don't do it, nobody else will. And I like control. Um, you know, so I was, I was either striving, or, you know, I would rest to the extreme where like, I was so burnt out from everything that rest just became binge watching endless hours of Netflix and being absolutely worthless to serve anybody in my family. And so the holy hustle part came because I knew that God had created me to do some work. I knew that I loved work. I knew that part of what I wanted to do was help provide for my family. I knew that there was so much action in scripture where we're called to have faith in action. We're called to go and make disciples of all the nations. We're, you know, we're not supposed to just sit back and watch it all happen. We're invited to be part of it. And so I couldn't figure out, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, okay, well, I really love work. 
And I'm following all these amazing entrepreneurs on social media who are excellent at hustle, right? But the 24-7 kind where they're talking about making sure that your idea is the first one out so nobody else steals it and, you know, making sure that you don't share too much so nobody else, you know, does something before you get a chance. And they're running incredible businesses, but never stopping. And on the other hand, I was following amazing women on social media who love God and all they would talk about was rest and soul care and grace. And I was like, Oh, that feels super fluffy and I don't get it. (laughs) And I feel like I'm supposed to do that, but I'm not. And you know, how do I, how do I get there? What is like, is one better than the other? I feel ashamed when I talk about how much I love work. And then I feel guilty when I, you know, rest or I don't rest or I, you know, take time to rest, but I'm not doing something else. And so God just, he took me right back to the beginning in Genesis and he gives us this model. And I know you said you don't like the word balance, but I think he gives it to us. I think he provides it. I actually like the word balance. I know it's a sensitive word. Like a lot of people don't like the word balance. So I sometimes hesitate to use it, but I actually, I I like it. I think that it's, you know, I, I think about the amount of work it takes to balance. You know, if you're doing anything athletic, if you're trying to do something in yoga that requires a lot of balance, your entire body is engaged it requires so much work. And I think that's why we don't like it because work is hard. <laughs> we fall over a lot and we don't get it most of the time. And, you know, there's one day where it's awesome and the next day it's not like th- that's OK. I think we have to be OK that our balance is going to look perfect every day, but we have to practice it. Right. That If we don't practice being in balance, we'll never get better at it. And so whenever I went back and started looking at scripture, I started in Genesis and, you know, reading the creation story. So we read that God created everything in six days. And at the end of each day, he created something specific and he worked until it was done and he called it good. And then he started the next thing. And so he created and called it good. And then on the seventh day, he looked at everything he had made and realized the work was done. And he decided that it was time to rest, not because he needed it, because God doesn't run out of energy. That's not why he chose to rest, but he rested because the work was complete and he called it holy. And it's the only time that he ever gives the a section of time that kind of a, a name to call it holy. And so looking at that, it was like, okay, so the work is good and rest is holy. And we can, when we come into that balance where we can do the work God has assigned us, our work, not anybody else's work, but the work he has assigned us where we are in our season of life until it's complete. Like we're not going to, you know, try to jump down, you know, a few years down the road. Like we're going to do the work that's right here, right before us right now for the people that God has given us. And we're going to do it till it's done, whether that takes six days or six years or whatever that looks like. And we can celebrate when it's done and we can call it good because we did it for God. And then we can rest because we can take that time then to rest from the work that we did so we can be inspired and renewed and ready to go again for the next thing God gives us. And we can, we can rest in a way that also honors God. And, you know, I think it's learning not only our work styles and what we're created to do, but also learning our rest styles. You know, I don't rest in the same way that somebody else does. So for me, my, my job is in front of a computer all the time. I'm by myself a lot. And so to rest for me, if you see me on a weekend on social media, I look super busy, but 
I have shut my computer off and I'm out making memories with my family and I'm with people and, you know, we're, we're going on adventures and I'm doing things that make me a better mom and a better wife, better friend. I'm spending time with friends and that's what gives me rest and helps me to get ready then on Monday to do it all over again. I like that because I think we're sort of the same. I do like to work and I like to get stuff done. And so when I think about just resting sometimes, I think, but what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, that sounds exhausting. I don't want to just rest. But I love the idea of what refills you, what recharges you. For me, it would probably be going and playing tennis or, um, you know, going for a bike ride with my son or something like that. And so I like the idea that we need to figure out what rest is to us. But I also think, and, and I'm sure you'd agree there, especially for people maybe with our personality types that, uh, I know that for me, at least, I need to be better about just actually resting, about doing the hard yeah. work of resting, of mm -hmm. actually just sitting and actually just not doing anything and <laughs> just listening to God and that sort of thing. I, I don't Is that something that's hard for you as well? Or am I alone here? No, that's very, very hard for me. It's I get really easily distracted if I'm in a quiet room. I've never been able to study in a library because the second there's a noise, I'm looking around to see what it is. So uh, I've kind of come up with what, what works a little bit for me is my time in the car. So whenever I'm driving, you know, if I can take some time where I don't have the radio on, or I'm not listening to a podcast, I'm still going from one place to another. I'm still doing something, but I'm by myself. And that's whenever God and I can have some really good conversations. Mm -hmm. And whenever, you know, I can hear him and I'm focused enough on what I'm doing that I'm not super distracted uh, from from that quiet time and that time with him, you know, but it's not me in a quiet room with a blanket and candle and soft music and then suddenly I'm asleep. Like <laughs> exactly that, you know, I think that's, I love napping. Don't get me wrong. Napping is amazing. I try to fit at least one in a weekend, but you know, for my day to day, I have to, I had to find a way that works for this season of life. And I think that maybe in a different season, I will have the ability and the attention span to maybe, um, do that differently. But for now, this is what works for me. And I, I'm learning to be okay with what works for me right now. So what are some key things we can do if we find ourselves kind of that pendulum swinging over to the hustle side, which I feel, well, I, I know that everybody deals with one or the other and our pendulum swing back and forth, but it's, it's often hard once you're on that hustle side to not just keep going until you crash and you're forced over to that, that restful side. So what are some things that we can do to do the workout just put before us without getting into the arena of striving? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the exciting things for me is, you know, kind of reclaiming the word hustle. So ultimately it just means working with energy and you'll find so many scriptures that talk about, you know, working energetically. John talks about it. Paul talks about it. You know, it's all through scripture. And so for me, it's the motivation behind our work is what determines where I'm going to fall on that scale. And so if I can start my day, even if it's two minutes as I open my email, just say, all right, God, I'm giving you my day. I'm giving you my calendar and my agenda and my to-do list. I want you to be able to cross off anything that I don't need to do today. And I want to leave some room to be able to add in some things that 
I would normally see as an interruption, but that you want to have as part of my life today. And so being flexible and open-handed with my agenda at the beginning of each morning, it just helps me to remember who I'm working for, why I'm doing the work that I'm doing, and then also having scripture around to remind me, you know, I, I keep Romans 12, 10 around because I just, I need that reminder to outdo one another in love. Um, no, outdo one another in honor. That's what that one is. Outdo one another in honor. And that is how I want to interact with everybody. And that's the kind of work I want to do. And that includes being able to shut that off and spend time with my family. So they're part of that too. And so I think that knowing and being able to start your day understanding, here's who I'm working for. Here's who this is going to benefit. It's not for me. It's to help build God's kingdom. I think there's a lot of freedom in that that takes away the pressure to keep trying to prove more or do more. And then I think also identifying what those triggers are that send you into striving or laziness. For me, it's fear. Uh, often I react and respond out of a place of fear. I fear that I'm going to miss out on something or things get super overwhelming and then I'm afraid to start anything. And so then I, you know, decide that I think I'm just going to curl up under the blankets and hide from the world. Um, you know, and so starting, you know, and sometimes it's because it's a crazy season, like a holiday season in its family and everybody's asking you what you're doing and you feel like you have to keep up and, you know, all this stuff. And, so starting to identify those things that send you sliding along the scale can really help, you know, as you start your day and you know what's coming up. Maybe there's a person who kind of sets you off because they're always talking about everything they're doing, you know, and you want to have something to share too. you know, different things like that just help you to be able to say, all right, God, like I, I recognize where this is going. I'm going to take a couple steps back. You know, we're going to get reconnected. We're going to reset. And I think just knowing every day is an opportunity, you know, God's mercies are new every morning. And that means that our day can start again, new every morning. We can try again to work on that balance and not get so frustrated when it doesn't work that we just give up on it altogether. I love that because it sounds like you could use that exact same process for the other side of the spectrum. When I am, mm -hmm. you know, under blankets, drinking my 12th cup of coffee just because I want to, <laughs> maybe with a carton of Bluebell ice cream and watching the Hallmark Channel. Uh, I, you know, if I, I will be right there beside you. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. You know, <laughs> when we get over to that side as well, those same things can mm -hmm. bring us back. Lord, thank you for this time to rest. Um, I pray that you'd help me know when to stop and when to... Yeah. <laughs> When when it's when it's transitioning from rest to laziness, when it's transitioning from surrendering to you to selfishness, and and then identifying those triggers, I have found that when I am tired, I definitely go over to the lazy side to the extent of I want to kind of work, but then instead of actually working, I'm just wasting my time. Mm -hmm. quote unquote, work, work resting, you know, so I'll <laughs> get on my computer, but I'm not actually doing anything useful. And, and it's really just becomes this kind of wasteful middle ground. Um, and so just surrendering, you know, even that rest time um, so that it doesn't go into laziness and surrendering that work time so it doesn't go into striving. I love that idea of prayer and having some triggers. Um, so did you find that when you left that job in corporate, that striving came naturally to you? Like it was something that you had to fight 
constantly, even in, in your home situation or in your work situation? Was it something that just kept coming up or is that something that you feel like you had that low point and now it was something that you kind of had a handle on? Oh, no, I think I was struggling with it yesterday. So <laughs> it is, <laughs> I am nothing if not a work in progress. Um, you know, it is, there's so much of the way that God has just designed my personality that it it's one of those things. So, you know, superheroes have their powers and they can use them either for good or for evil, right? Um, I think that our personality traits can be the same way. So the fact that I am built to be organized and responsible and creative, you know, these are all amazing things that I can use in ministry and in service to others and in my job and whatever, you know, but that sense of responsibility can also mean that I don't let other people do any work or, you know, the creative side of me can get super caught up trying to design all these things and have all these ideas and be going a million different directions and not have any focus. Um, you know, so I think that it's been a process of just learning more about who God made me to be. You know, I love a personality quiz. I will take them all. Yes. Um, I don't understand the Enneagram. So if me somebody either. wants to explain what number I am, I think I'm a three and I feel like it's not a good thing to be a three. <laughs> um, that probably says a lot about my personality anyway. But, you know, I just, I, I love learning about the things that make me tick mm-hmm. and understanding that God gave me those things for a reason. He doesn't make mistakes. And so maybe I'm not using them the way that he designed them to be used, but they're not bad. And so being able to kind of appreciate, I think a little bit more, you know, 10 or so years down the road, you know, how to use some of these skills in a way that, you know, isn't all about me, I think has been really helpful, but it is, it's honestly because it's part of my personality to love work and to love being productive and to love, you know, helping my family. It, it's hard for me. It really is. I can easily get caught up in projects and have to get a little gentle nudge and a reminder from my husband or my friend to keep me accountable to say, hey, you know, you might want to just take a break. <laughs> you know, I was watching this show. Uh, I think you're so right just about the idea of knowing ourselves and knowing where we tend to lean. I watched this show. I think it's called Cranford. It was just on Amazon Prime, and I'm a sucker for any uh, like BBC type production. And so it's set in, I guess, the 18th century or something. And and the moment that I remember from this whole series is this little older lady. It was, uh, oh, never mind. I, I can't remember. That. Dame, oh, I forget her name. Anyway, famous actress who was in Pride and Prejudice. Um, anyway, so she did this little thing where she folded this piece of paper over and she said, however, since she was little... Her father had her at the beginning of the day write down on the left-hand side of the paper how she thought her day was going to go. And then on the right-hand side of the paper at the end of the day, write down how her day actually went. And it was nothing the point of the series, but this is what I remember from watching the series because for some reason I thought that was the most brilliant idea ever. And so I've actually been doing that. So every morning I will – I have just a note in Apple Notes, super simple – where I have my mission statement, I have some goals that I've written out, and this is all stuff that I've accumulated over the course of the last however many years of my life. Um, you know, so if you don't have a mission statement or goals, you don't need to start there. Um, but I just read through all of those and then the habits that I want to build that will help me get to those goals. And then at the bottom, 
for the day, I have a two-column little thing, and on the left-hand side, it says the date and how I kind of think the day might go, and then either that night or the next morning, I write down how the day actually went, and it has been so incredibly revealing to me. You know, I find that at the, on the left-hand side, it's always like productive stuff and stuff I got done. And then on the right-hand side, I'm like, well, I didn't get all of it done, but I was able to, you know, play tennis with my daughter or, you know, kind of the more meaningful things I, I find yeah, like, come up on the uh, right-hand side, even though my intention is for all the get stuff done things on the left-hand side. So anyway, if you are listening and you're like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing with my time and I need to figure out where I am kind of on that spectrum, I felt like that's been an amazing exercise for me to get a better grid of, you know, I obviously my heart is for the work part, but then at the end of the day, it's been helpful to, to see, you know, the really valuable things that I've done. Oh, um, I like that so much. That's so good. And um, another, I mean, if it's helpful and anybody would want to do this on my book page, we're going to have a quiz that you can take. It's actually part of it's in chapter four of Holy Hustle, but we're going to make it interactive on my website because like I said, I love a good personality quiz. Uh, So it'll actually, you'll go through, I think it's maybe 10 questions and it'll sort of let you know where you're falling on the, you know, are you a little too far on striving? And then, Hey, here's some scripture that you might want to focus on. And, you know, are you on the side where it's maybe more laziness? Hey, here's some things you can talk to God about. And, you know, a scripture that you might want to write down just to keep around to, you know, help you get back into that center space. And so I'm really excited about it. So that could be a fun tool too. If you're not really sure about this whole striving, laziness, holy hustle stuff, um, that could be a good place to start. Yeah, that's excellent. Okay. So this is a great place for you to tell people where they can find that exactly. Like, where's your book page? Where can they find your book? Where can they yeah. find you online? So the book page is holyhustlebook.com. And the book is going to be wherever books are sold, I think is how I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> um, you know, the big ones, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And then, you know, if you want to Google it, it'll probably come up at some other random places. And then for me, I love Instagram right now. It's kind of where I've been hanging out the most. So I'm on Instagram at Crystal Stein. I just tried to keep it all really simple. I love it. Uh, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I just really appreciate you, appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And I do have to interject that I remember the actress's name. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, it's going to bother me. I wasn't any help. I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, it's okay. Help. I could use it. No, I got nothing. It was Dame Judi Dench. Oh. And I she plays Lady Catherine de Bourgh in Pride and Prejudice and then oh. in this show called Cranford. And the only significance of that was that it was this older lady who I found it fascinating that her entire life she's had these journals where on the left-hand side of the paper she wrote down how she thought her day would go on the right-hand side, how her day actually went. And just the idea of having a lifetime of journals of that sounded so fascinating to me. That does sound really wonderful. And to find those, to have like your grandkids find those. Well, that scares me a little bit maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Man, my grandma was really out of touch with herself. This left-hand side, this right-hand side are so different. (laughs) Anyway, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Crystal. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk with you later. Thank you so much. All Bye. Right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. So where do you think you find yourself on that spectrum between striving and then in action? I really challenge you. I double dog dare you to take some time today to think about where you are on that spectrum and then what your triggers are and how God wants you to find a place of balance between 
work, and rest, and maybe some steps he wants you to take even starting today. Now, I hope you enjoyed our time today with Crystal. And if you want the links to anything we mentioned in the show today, including that flaxseed chocolate muffin microwave mug muffin, (laughs) I don't remember what it's called, then definitely head over to hellomornings.org where you can get the show notes for this episode, including all the links, highlights of the episode, great quotes, all that stuff. HelloMornings.org. Just click on the link to today's show that's right there on the homepage. And if you need more resources for your mornings, be sure to check out the Hello Mornings book. You can get it on Amazon or at your local bookstore. And you can also download the first chapter for free at HelloMornings.org forward slash book. Now, my name is Kat Lee, and I am so glad that you joined us today. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. This time for you I bow before the throne Of a noble king And in this place My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with his grace His grace and sweet This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com.